Hi there, and welcome to Healing at Last, the podcast. Healing at Last is the roadmap to uncovering what happened inside you as a result of the pain of your past. How do you find it, how do you heal it, and how do you move beyond it? So let's get started. Are you there? And welcome to the second part in this three-part podcast. So last week we began talking about secondary pain. And we talked about secondary pain in relation to the traps that we often find ourselves on when we're healing or when we're trying to heal. If you haven't listened to or watched it on YouTube, I suggest you do. Because this second part will obviously make more sense. Um, secondary pain is for me and for the clear method one of the easiest traps of the healing journey and it's the one that we can get caught on very often but what we were talking about last week was a very specific example of secondary pain like depression anxiety uh, isolation loneliness that has come from what we termed primary pain so this second part of this podcast is really an, an in-depth look unto primary pain and what primary pain means and how primary pain does indeed drive the secondary pain and how that's connected so i'm trying going to try and give you some very practical examples and what i also would like and invite you to do is think about your own uh, inner world you know what of what of your own uh, journey is secondary and what might be the primary pain so with that intention in mind, I'm going to begin reading the second part of chapter seven in the book. And this is uh, titled or chaptered as uh, primary pain. So primary pain. <clears throat> primary pain is often the root cause of our pain experience. It is felt in the emotional and somatic body giving way to endless thought streams and endless solutions or identifications. Let me pause there. That in and of itself is really important. Endless thought streams and endless solutions or identifications. Therein lies the how secondary pain is formed because primary pain gives way to endless thought streams. What does that mean? Endless words, endless thoughts, endless ideas. So if the primary pain is worthlessness, then the thought streams that will come from that primary pain will be about your worth, will be about your less thanness, will be about your nothingness, will be about your can'ts, will, will be about your shoulds, will be about not enoughness. So there'll be an endless stream of, of a vocabulary of thoughts, of identifications that will arise from that primary pain of worthlessness or and they are continuous. Those thoughts are continuous. You can try to catch one, but what happens is it'll show up in another way because it actually derived from an emotional somatic pain um, that is trapped in the body that has come from experience. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But there, there is the there's the the crux of primary pain leading to secondary pain. If, if this pain gives lots of thoughts, if this pain gives lots of identifications, if this pain gives lots of solutions, then the solution then to that worthlessness uh, that the mind identifies might be striving. And then what happens after the striving? Burnout. What happens after the burnout? What happens in the striving? Anxiety. What happens in the exhaustion? What happens in that exhaustion? 
And they might be the things that you go to therapy for, hence the secondary pain. So <clears throat> just in that one um, paragraph within that chapter, we can begin to link, link secondary pain and primary pain together. So primary pain is often not available to our consciousness, conscious awareness. This is for a multitude of reasons. So I will explain primary pain and its sources and functions in significant detail in the chat next chapter. But for now, I'd like you to understand just the concept of it and begin the process of differentiating it from secondary pain. This, I believe, is a really important juncture in the, in the healing journey. When you can begin to see secondary pain for what it is and say, oh, look, I'm not going to I'm not going to pay, pay it, not, not attention because it's important, but I'm not going to waste my energy in trying to heal secondary pain when it is coming from primary pain. Surely then it makes sense to work in the primary pain and, and cut this stuff off at source. So primary pain is often the thing that cannot be tolerated. It's the thing that cannot be re-experienced. It's often the feelings or thoughts that spiral us into what feels like a never-ending world of pain. It is that thing that underneath it all, you must avoid or that you are absolutely petrified of or that you will collapse under the weight of this being a reality. It's the hierarchy of pain, the tree topper, so to speak. So when you understand the depth of primary pain, you understand why secondary pain can not not exist. So let's stop there a wee minute. The depth of primary pain. I'm sure by now you've heard many wonderful experts talk about trauma as not what happened to you, it's what happened with anxiety. Yes, we can all agree on that now at this stage. But the reality is there's another step beyond that. What is it that happened with them? What is it that happens? Why does primary pain happen? How does it happen? How does it take hold in the body? Why do we why do we not remember it? Why do we not hold it in our memories if it's so fundamentally difficult and painful and stored in the body? And there's all sorts of, of reasons for that. But if we're if we're just trying to understand primary pain, then it is un, it is important to understand what depth of primary pain is. Primary pain isn't one emotion, which the title primary pain would tend to suggest it's one emotion. It's not, it's not one thing. It's not just the feeling of shame or just the feeling of humiliation or just the feeling of nothingness. It's not just that. That in of itself is difficult. But primary pain is what I call the totality of an experience. It's a total, there's a total experience. It's unique, fingerprint unique to you. It has a pattern within it. So it's not just a feeling, it is somatics. It's not just somatics, which is the way the body holds it. it. It can be physical. It's not just physical. It can have defense mechanisms attached to it. It's not just that. It'll have words. It'll have vocabulary. It'll have a nervous system response to it. And it'll have also what we, inside that a pattern of identifications and what, what we call priming, which is, which is associations. I am worthless, therefore no one will connect. So it has this kind of this kind of pattern of emotion and meaning and attachments and associations and feelings. And all of that go to make up the totality of an experience. Now, 
every single one of us have this primary, have some pieces of primary pain in us. And every single one of us have that from either trauma, tall T trauma, small T trauma that we're not even aware of. And these are the patterns that exist within us. This is what happened within us. That's the detail of what happened within us. So access to those patterns, not just the top level feeling that, of humiliation, or, or, but just the detail of that. Now, let me take you back to last week's podcast. I talked about, I talked um, about the, the, or I gave the example of uh, rejection, fear of rejection. And I gave the example of isolation. I gave the example of loneliness. I gave the example of uh, depression, anxiety, as a result of that primary pain, fear of rejection. Let's take what I've just said and open up the fear of rejection. What might then the fear of rejection at a primary pain level look like? What would be the pattern in that? What would be so difficult about healing the fear of rejection? It just seems so simple. Fear of rejection. Now you're not just working the known. Don't be afraid of rejection. Know that you're strong. Know that you're confident. That does not cut the mustard when you're working with primary pain. Primary pain has to be healed at a pattern level. So we have to understand what that fear of rejection as a total experience looks like, walks like, talks like inside that person. We have to break that down. We have to understand it. We have to empty it out. And then we can undo it. But we can't undo it at a surface level. And that's the difference. That's what Clearer Method does. It fundamentally gets under the fabric of what happened with them so that we can clear it so that, that we can heal it from that level. When we heal it from that level, then the secondary pain that's attached to it, where does that go? What can, what can that do? It has no function anymore. It has no purpose anymore. It's not trying to protect or, or solve or soothe or hide the primary pain. So what happens is when we work in the root cause of primary pain, and when I mean root cause, just as I've described in this podcast, when we work in the finite detail of that, then that becomes the healing curative factor. That becomes what it is that transforms is it forensic? Yes. Is it detailed? Yes. It, does it go beyond most of what other modalities do, does? Yes. Do I apologize for that? No. I have seen the transformational effects of the forensic detailing of primary pain. And it is not just the primary pain that begins to dissolve. It's the other products of primary pain that we've spent these two two sessions of podcast looking at i hope this serves you well if you have any questions please reach out happy to answer any questions i know it's a lot of information i know it's um i know that it is you know hard to get your head around i'm hoping that that it offers you a framework to think about your own primary pain and your own secondary pain. And chapter seven is all about that. It's just about the separation. If we can begin to separate out this stuff, then we can begin to know where to look because it's it's a bit like in a forest and looking for a needle. I mean, you're everywhere. You're you're left in one glimmer. You're you're looking, think you see it in the grass over there. You're running over there, and that's what secondary pain does. It leaves you in a maze-like situation where you're just running around trying to find what it is that needs healed. 
And so when we start to separate and differentiate between primary pain and secondary pain, it becomes a whole lot clearer. Is it easy to work with primary pain? No. Is it more detailed, more analytical, more, more specific? Do you have to work in the body more? Yes, or steps and stages to that in itself? Of course there is. But at least, at least we know where to look. Okay. Have a lovely week and I'll see you next week for the final installment of uh, secondary pain. <laughs>